Welcome to the Emergency Goalies. A interesting week for the Blackhawks. We went into it saying, you know, if they lost the Panthers game, you know, that might suck, but it'd be all right. But we just got to win those games against Nashville. And sure enough, they beat the Panthers and beat the Hurricanes because we have an extra game since we last recorded, but get swept by the Predators. So, I mean, what do we make of this? Not the best outcome, but it could have been worse. Yeah, it's hard to complain about a three and two record over, you know, a week's time, but the, the, the two key losses against the team that you're in direct competition with is, is never a great thing. Uh, obviously, after the second loss, it allowed Nashville to leapfrog the Hawks and take over the fourth spot uh, in the division. But thankfully, with the Carolina game last night, the Hawks were able to rebound um, despite getting thoroughly outplayed for, for large stretches of the game. But they came away with the win, and Nashville uh, lost uh, the same night. Uh, I can't remember who they were playing, but I think Dallas maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, isn't a great outcome for the Hawks either um, with Dallas right behind and mm-hmm. with some games in hand. But at this point, you'd still rather uh, Dallas win than, than Nashville. Although with Nashville now losing, I, I, they have several key players that have been injured and are expected to be out for uh, most of April, if not even longer. So it's going to be tough for them to keep pace, uh, you know, uh, but at the same time, Dallas has got guys out. The Hawks obviously still have guys out. So everybody's battling it, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the way they played against the Panthers. Didn't love the way they played against Nashville. No. And really was uh, uh, disappointed with their first period effort against uh, Carolina last night. But That was a game where, like, the first period was possibly the worst the Blackhawks have looked all year. And then the second half of the game, at least defensively, with the best they'd look in. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, obviously Carolina's speed and forecheck, backcheck ability really gives the Blackhawks problems. It's just a terrible matchup for, for the Hawks. But you got to give them credit. They Managed to weather that first period storm thanks to a few key saves by Kevin Lankinen and then just a few opportunities where Carolina wasn't able to make a tape-to-tape pass and, you know, a guy that was open in the slot couldn't quite get off the shot that he um, could have under, you know, if, if the pass had been better. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Hawks – Hawks weathered that, and then, like you said, in the second half of the game, they really tamped down or, uh, you know, locked down the neutral zone 
it was very reminiscent of old uh, dead puck era games where I'd say 70% of the game was played between the blue lines and it was just turnover after turnover or it was gripping stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, A lot of dump and chase. Neither team really was able to enter the zone with possession very often. And at least in the Blackhawks case, even, you know, when they dumped it in, they were not, they were not very good at retrieving it. Carolina had a little bit better luck with doing that, but the Blackhawks defensive zone coverage in the second half of the game was greatly improved as well. And they were able to kind of keep Carolina to the periphery for the most part when they were able to enter the zone. But yeah, it's, uh, that, that, that was about as ugly of a win as you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every point matters. And, you know, there's going to be times when you win games like that. Yeah. Uh, just like you lose some games where you should have won. I'll well, yeah. play the, the opponent. So, yeah, I mean, I, obviously it was a very, it was a roller coaster of a week, very high highs against Florida, taking advantage of, uh, them missing Barkov in the lineup who had killed the Hawks previously. Yes. Uh, but without him, the Hawks were able to compete very well with Florida. Mm-hmm. Lankinen came up with that huge shutout. Uh, that was yes. a really fantastic performance by him. That was a game where Florida uh, did outplay the Blackhawks, but Lankinen really just responded. Uh, but then, yeah, those Nashville games were just not good. Nashville was ready to play those games. They saw the opportunity that they had being four points behind the Blackhawks with, with two games, you know, to play against them. Mm -hmm. They had the opportunity to jump ahead of the Hawks and they took advantage and the, and and the Hawks really had no answer in those games. That that was uh, just not what you'd like to see. Nashville is, they've always done throughout their history put in the you know they clogged up the neutral zone they put their trap in you know they've never been a team that can score many goals and especially this year and yeah it was frustrating to watch on numerous levels right yeah the hawks just they were not able to generate much offense and unfortunately there were some defensive uh, zone breakdowns in both of those games by the hawks just they, they weren't, it, it seemed like they weren't focused very well, mm-hmm. or at least weren't playing with the same intensity that Nashville was. Whereas at least I think in the Florida games and even in the Carolina game last night, uh, you know, despite the fact that they got outplayed, mm-hmm. it was more just a matter of Carolina being way more talented yes. than them. I don't think it was a effort issue with the Blackhawks. Um, but hey, I mean, <laughs> six points out of out of ten, mm-hmm. uh, Hawks were able to regain their their fourth spot for the time being. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the the schedule lightens up a little bit. We're we're finally out of the that March. Yeah. Uh, what was the final record? Like five and ten. Uh, I don't think it was quite that bad. I think they ended up five and nine or something like that. Oh, okay. But yeah, just, 
you know, we, we expected that they were going to lose ground in this month and that's exactly what happened. But, you know, like, like I said, with the, the six, six out of 10 points to kind of close it out, uh, they were, you know, they did just enough to They're maintain so their playoff spot. They entered the month with one and they exited the month mm-hmm. with one. So yes, or at least tied. Yeah, that's that's all you can kind of hope for at this point is for them to just kind of uh, tread water because they're they're not going to be able to pull away. So well, you'd think that law of averages being what they were, Nashville is bound to cool off a little bit. Right. Yeah, especially with the injuries they've had, and then uh, the one other factor that's working in the Blackhawks favor is, you know, we just spent a month playing a lot of games against Tampa Bay, Florida and Carolina. The Hawks do still have some games remaining against uh, Carolina and Florida and Tampa Bay, but it's very limited. Um, I think they have like uh, seven or eight games remaining against those teams. Whereas Dallas and Nashville and Columbus all have, I think it's like 10 or more games Mm -hmm. against those top three teams. So uh, the Hawks schedule for the rest of the season is, is in their favor compared to their competition. So I guess the other uh, big news was um, Kirby doc. He's back return. Yes. We thought he'd be back. We said it was possible he could come back the weekend coming up, and yeah, they were right. They they knew. I mean, they were. Yeah, he, he still came back a little earlier than I thought, but uh, you know, obviously, very pleasant surprise uh, when I did, you know, finally see the announcement, and you know, he he played okay his first mm-hmm. game struggled his second game yes that second nashville game uh honestly he was one of the worst hawks although uh, honestly i mean not many people did show up in that game right well and you know obviously he doesn't have his he, he he's not in game shape yet and this was the second half of a back-to-back so it's it, it's not like it wasn't uh excusable on some level but mm-hmm. you know it doesn't change the fact that he wasn't very good in the game and then, but I, I thought he, he bounced back a little bit mm-hmm. in the Carolina game, won more board battles, controlled the puck a little better. Well, he did uh, he help did, um, set up the first goal too. He uh, yes. the puck ahead. So he did get his, uh, you know, he did contribute to his first goal. Uh, he did get massacred in the faceoff circle. He lost mm-hmm. every single one of his faceoffs, uh, which I was. I'm, I'm still slightly surprised that he's actually playing center. Mm-hmm. I really thought that they would kind of keep him on the wing, uh, at least for the first couple of weeks when he came back. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wrist injuries, he was never, he, he wasn't a very good face-off guy to begin mm-hmm. with. I, I, I just can't imagine he's going to come close to winning yeah. maybe even 40% of his face And they got <laughs> absolutely, as a team, the last yes. game they got what was it 60 percent lost the faceoffs it was I, I think it was actually 65 and God. um Jordan Stahl in particular won his first 13 faceoffs in the game which I, I don't know that I've ever heard of that happening 
And I think, I think overall, I think he, he ended up winning like 18 and losing four or five or something like that. Yeah, it was you just... know, the funny thing is the way that game worked at the end with like 13 seconds left, they won the face off so clear, <laughs> so clean that it exited the zone. Yeah. And, so, and they did get better at the face offs as the game went along their, their face off percentage improved just like their um, defensive game improved, mm-hmm. but still, um, it was pretty shocking totals. And, 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 you know, it's been a theme throughout the year for the Blackhawks that, you know, other than David camp, they don't have anybody that really wins face. I like Soderberg wins some, but um, you know, it's, it's definitely not a strength of the Hawks without, without having Taves to rely on. Yes. But Hey, you know, they, they weathered that storm just like they weathered Carolina's speed and four check. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, despite the win, it, it really, that game was a, a pretty good, uh, measuring stick for just how far the Blackhawks still have to go to be mm-hmm. a Stanley cup, uh, contender. Um, whereas Carolina, I, I think is a legit Stanley cup contender. I, I, mean, I, I they're, really they're, think they're right there to take the division. Yes. Yeah. They're right there neck and neck with Tampa Bay. And really, I think the only uh, area of concern that I have for them continues to be their goaltending. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially in comparison to Tampa Bay, where you have Vasilevsky, who you know is obviously just lights out. So when, when those two teams figure to meet in the second round of the playoffs, uh, I just I have a sneaking suspicion that goaltending is going to end up being the deciding factor, yes. but it should be very entertaining. Yes. Both of those teams are fun to watch. I really enjoy watching Carolina play. Um, in, in some respects, uh, you know, the Blackhawks kind of slowing the game down in the second half was good for the outcome, but it was, not good for the enjoyment of the game. I mean, obviously we've yeah. talked many times the Blackhawks may be bad, but they're never boring. The Blackhawks yeah. were boring last night. It was uh, after that first period where Carolina was fun to watch, you know, despite the fact that they were taking advantage of the Blackhawks, the second and the third periods were a real drag. Yeah, it was very <laughs> Very unlike the Blackhawks this year, too. Yes. Yeah. Really I mean, we've, we've had a few instances uh, of the Blackhawks playing that way. Certainly a few more than we've seen in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. But as a general rule, the Blackhawks don't really lock down defensively very well. I mean, we know they've mm-hmm. blown at least a half a dozen, two or three yes. leads this year. They have. So. But I, I, the I, other thing. I was going to mention is, you know, going into the year, we were talking about Alex Dabrinkit had a very off year. Was it, you know, you know, was he, this what he was with the, you know, 40 goal year. Maybe that was just like the best case scenario and it would never be. Well, I think we got our answer this year because he's already scored more goals than he did last season. So yeah, I was fairly confident offensively he would re, he would return to, you know, at least 30 goal form. 
uh, if not still be a, you know, a potential 40 goal guy. The, the thing that's really impressed me this year is the way he's rounded out his game. He's a threat on the four check and the back check. He's, he's, he's really playing a, a much more complete 200 foot game. I mean, he's not, he's not a shutdown defender, you know, his size still limits him that. So he, you know, he has to rely on his stick work and positioning, but you know, uh, for a first line goal scorer to, um, you know, commit to playing defense the way he does uh, has been a very welcome development and at least gives the Hawks some hope that, you know, should Kane's play fall off, they'll still have at least, you know, one good player in his prime that, you know, would be able to play a, a first line role, even on a contender. So that's at least something to build around. Yes. And hopefully, uh, too, if Doc keeps developing yes. like you hope he will. Yeah, I mean, obviously with Doc, you know, there's still... Growing pains, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be growing pains. You know, we, we saw even in that first game where, you know, I think it was like his second shift, he did, he made a great move through the neutral zone, mm-hmm. uh, came, attacked the blue line with speed, split two defensemen. Mm-hmm but then he wasn't quite able to finish at the net. That was kind of a theme of his through his rookie year where, you know, some nice plays, but he, he didn't quite have the finish yet. And, you know, that's going to need to be part of his development. That's going to be the next step for him. Whereas, you know, Debrinket came in, he was already a polished goal scorer. Mm-hmm. He needed to work on his skating and, you know, his, his defensive acumen. Yes. Doc's a little different. He's he's got the defensive acumen. He's missing the faceoffs. He's missing mm-hmm. um, the board you know, fight skill. Yeah, yeah. The 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 finishing around the net that he needs to. But I mean, the goal that um, DeBrinket scored against Nashville that to tie the game on um, Sunday was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's got the whole package as far as goal scoring he is willing to go to the dirty areas but he's also got an elite one-timer but he's also got a you know a wicked wrister and a very quick and deceptive release he can score from two feet in front of the goalie or he can score from 30 feet away he can score Mm -hmm. from bad angles he can score from prime scoring areas so yeah it He's got everything you want as a goal scorer. So I guess um, we could talk about the games to come. Um, one more against Carolina. And then I'm not sure. Uh, then they have a, 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 a rare one-game series against Nashville. Oh, okay. In Nashville this weekend. I, I, I think it's Saturday. It might be Sunday. But then they take on, then they return home and take on Dallas. So it's so are, uh, we, yeah. no back to backs this week. So that's good. They'll, they'll kind of have a, a normal rhythm of every other day, I think, for, for the most part. So, you know, that, okay. uh, especially when it comes to Dallas, that's going to be a big advantage that they're going to have because Dallas has still got all those games that they need to make mm-hmm. up. I think, I think they're still, 
four games in hand uh, for them. Yeah, I'm so pretty sure. Their schedule is going to be very condensed, and they are going to have some back-to-backs. And so it goes without saying that that game against Nashville is huge. I mean, really, all uh, the the Dallas games are just as big. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you end up dropping those two games against Dallas, it's basically the same situation that they were in against Nashville last week, where mm-hmm. if Dallas wins those two games, they're essentially they're tied. right in there. Yeah. But so. actually, I guess at this point with uh, 19 or 18 games left, they're pretty much all important. Yes. I mean, you know, even the Carolina game, I, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, all you need to, to do is look at the last week where the exactly. Blackhawks beat the good teams and lost to the teams that they're competing against, but they managed to, to, to keep their playoff position because mm-hmm. they still won. Um, it, it, if they do drop a couple of these games to national and Dallas, you just kind of hope that they can get a loser point or two out of it. Yes. Just to say a little close. Um, well, I guess that's all we've got for this week's episode and Blackhawks still alive. I mean, those wins were, were huge. I mean, the losses, mm-hmm. they sucked, but yes. those wins kept them in it. So we've got another week. So yeah. Hope remains. Of course. I'm STH85 on Twitter, Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. Yep, and subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Give us a rating and a review. And until next week, the Blackhawks are still alive, so hang in there.